Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. David Beckham. Football royalty, fashion royalty, whiskey royalty, and of course, literary royalty. Despite his probably quite busy schedule, David has somehow found time to author seven, yes, seven books. My World, My Side, My Story, Both Feet on the Ground, Bex Talking. One self-titled and making it real, David Beckham's Soccer Skills. Yep, he wrote a Soccer Skills book. And today, we're reading one of these books, 2001's My World with the brilliant comedian Steve Bajaya. So let's see what the book club thought of it in today's Football Book Club. I don't know how you guys read these books, <laughs> like week after week. I cried at this book. <laughs> What? I remember it so clearly. I was eating a lion bar at the time. <laughs> I bought the infamous sarong when I was out with Mel B's ex-husband, Jimmy, in Paris, which I think was a prelude to Emily in Paris. <laughs> it sounds like Steve McLaren invented the Fitbit. Hello and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each episode we read another footballer's autobiography. Less Martina Cole, more Ashley Cole. Wow, that one went down badly. Oh, yeah. that is... <laughs> we, we haven't got Jack here we to slag respond. it off this week, so Jeez. I will just say that was bad. <laughs> do, you do, do you do a different one each week? We do a different one each week. We do a different one. As, as regular listeners know, Steve. That's actually a good idea. I wish we did the same one every week. Just exactly yeah. the same it's, one. So. It's only that one sent in by Chris uh, Brazier, our listener, uh, that just every single week. You got any better than Steve? You got any better? No, I, I, I'm on, I liked it. I actually you think it's it. quite impressive that you're coming up with new ones each time. You could have bloody laughed. It was, it was thank, thanks to Chris Brazier for sending that one in. Thank you, Chris. Sorry everyone hated it. I'm James Bug, <laughs> and over the weeks, we'll be reading classics such as Colin Todd's Toddy and former West Brom manager Pepe Mel's thriller The Liar, which is a general, genuine book, uh, sadly, however, in Spanish. Anyway, uh, today we are reading a naughty's relic from probably the most famous footballer we've ever done in the show. Surely. Surely. Yeah. Way bigger, than, sure. way bigger than Gary Monk. Surely. <laughs> We are reading David Beckham's My World, and joining me to read it, as always, are James Belgium. Hello. Natasha Frisco. Hello. And welcome to the show, comedian, writer, and crow... Crow? And crow. <laughs> and crow. <laughs> welcome to the show, co-creator of ITV2's Buffering, it's the one and only Steve Bajaya. Hey. Hey. hey! hey! Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem at all. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Yeah, thanks for making me read this book. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, no problem. And it's a, it's a real joy of ours whenever we get to send one of these books to someone's house. I never know how they're going to react afterwards. They're going to be fuming 
when they come on the, the podcast and me for making them read it but it's been got... sat on my um it's been sat in my lounge for about two weeks now and anyone okay. who comes over is like why have you got david beckham's autobiography <laughs> from 2001 and it actually takes a lot great, of explaining great conversation starter though great conversation starter yeah it's ruined a lot of dates um but also the the front of my book is was made out obviously bought to someone and it says to mandy a little something to brighten up those miserable days happy birthday <laughs> little sis so i mean i've oh. read the book this isn't going to improve any of your miserable days <laughs> i'm well, sorry well, but i don't know about yours but half of mine is photos of him topless so it definitely improved my day i I think that could be it, Steve. Steve, maybe we're not the target audience, but you are right. It is generally, Tash isn't lying, it's a hundred pages book, a hundred pages photos. Uh, and yeah. I think it's a pretty good balance for the future. I think more, mm-hmm. more ones should be like that. Mm-hmm. You're bi- you're big also, dreamer. I like how a lot of books make the mistake of spacing the, the photos out through the book, but he just says, yeah. nah, nah, the whole back half is photos. Whole back half. That's true. That is true. That is true. Yeah, it really is relentless. Big reader, Steve. Yeah, in general? Not, of, not of football books, but um, I, 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 yeah, I try and read one book every month. I don't know. Okay. What's, what's and this was your book this know. month? This was your book this month? No, I've squeezed this in. This is an extra one. Okay, okay. Very nice, very nice. And was it, this was your first ever footballer's autobiography? No, no, I have. I read, I think I read Roy Keane's. I read Sir Alex Ferguson's. Um, oh, I'm setting a Ron- pattern here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I also... I also read Ronan Keating's, not a footballer, but a very, fun, <laughs> a very, very good autobiography. What was that like? Good. Well, it was a, it was a roller coaster, to be honest. Uh oh, get ready for this kind of stuff. <laughs> He's a comedian. He's a professional yeah. comedian. <laughs> um, Steve, we've known you for a long time, James and I. Tash, your first time meeting Steve today. Mm-hmm. Tash, Steve, Steve, Tash. <laughs> no, Jack, who's uh, usually on the podcast. He has left us a little message, though. Um, if I can just play it right now. Hi guys, I just want to say I've read this David Beckham book. I am so excited to talk about it. It's going to be so, so good. I have made so many notes. Oh my god. Really looking forward to the recording. Uh, so see you later. Bye. Yeah, let's uh, let's, let's, let's uh, <laughs> get rid of that. Yep, um, that's <laughs> serves you right, Jack. Serves you right. Uh, trying to oust me from presenting that Craig Bellamy episode. So there we go. <laughs> There we go, Jack, your punishment. You are now you're gone. Steve, do you want to replace Jack forever? I thought that's what was already happening. <laughs> okay, sure. God, then. Good, good. You are now uh, the new member of the book club. Let's get into it. Let's get into your first book. Uh, let's read David Beckham's My World, The Whole Gang, Not Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, over the show, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll have a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and Ken Zong is back with yet another chant. Ooh. We missed him. We've missed him. We have but, missed but him. We have missed him. We had that moment in time, which was good, but, you know. But first, let's see what Amazon is saying about Bex's book. Uh, how do we think it's been reviewed? Positively? Well, judging by the uh, little note in the front of Steve's book, probably very positively if it was just gifted to horny women. <laughs> I, I Actually, it's, it's not just horny women. Not just horny women, because by the looks of um, Amazon reviews, I think I'm using the correct terminology here, uh, thirsty gay men are basically ah, the people who have reviewed yes. this book it is exclusively reviews by gay men it's got 4.2 stars out of five five stars from someone and genuinely called steve uh in his review uh beckham at his sexiest oh when he plays football too this is david beckham at his most gorgeous one newspaper reviewer when the book was first published said it was clearly aimed at gay men it certainly hit the spot for me and still does i don't know when he wrote this but um yeah there we go steve liked it and then Another five-star review also, and this is not a lie, from someone called Steve. 
uh, saying sexiest photos of a gay icon. And it goes on like that. It goes on like that. Steve's love it. Uh, uh, what do we? Th- yeah. I feel like I've read this book wrong. I read. I actually read it. I didn't. I didn't jack yeah, off I- to it once. <laughs> Oh, you missed out. That's a mistake. That is a mistake. You could have, a, you could have, a, you could have a great time. Mistake. Yeah. It's true. I don't ask the. I don't ask the book back at the end. You can keep it as long as you want. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, someone else can in your living room when they come round. When they when they find the book on the sofa. Perfect. Uh, what did you all think about those guys? Do you agree with the Steves? Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed the pictures, but I actually enjoyed the words more. Can you believe? Mm. I really enjoyed it. I can and believe. I will say that I now know quite a lot about David Beckham because I mistakenly read the wrong book the first time. <laughs> because <laughs> what did you wait, the, what did you read? So the one that we're reading is called My World and I read yep. My Story. If you're going to release two autobiographies within 2 years, maybe differentiate them slightly. Mm, so yep. I did I actually read the prequel. No, the sequel before the prequel. Okay, um, okay. Both, both were equally enjoyable. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, were we missing any? Were we missing out on any gems from this sequel? Uh, no. Trust okay, me. This enough, this is enough. the one. I think this was this slightly is... before he got more guarded. He's a little bit more open in this one. Okay. Oh, interesting. He is quite yeah. open. I was surprised by yeah. that as well. James, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. Did I? Don't. I don't really get the impression it was aimed at sort of gay men. Did you? Uh, the, picture bit, the picture bit. Well. There was something in right at the beginning I noticed, and uh, he, it, right he does on mention the, sexuality. He talks about sexuality a lot point. in the book. Yeah. But he sort um, of like he talks he talks about sexuality and racism as if he's like got a gun to his head. He's like, <laughs> and I am definitely not racist, and I appreciate all types of sexuality. It is all fine. And also, he just like mentions really serious topics out of nowhere. So yeah, he says the thing about, and I'm not racist. And then he also at one point says, I don't know if I believe in God or not. Yes. And, oh, the God stuff is incredible. It is very, um, it is very mass appealing and it's very polished. But also when you're mentioning um, the uh, aimed at a gay audience, I noticed on the back uh, there were, um, even on the reviews, Evening Standards said, the words come from the hero's mouth. Fans of all persuasions will be tickled pink. So even yeah, the Evening Standards so. kind of figured it out with that. Yeah. Uh, some of the other ones from the, you know, the broadsheets are quite funny. They're very, they very much picked and choose what words they want to use. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. What pictures? Like none ever published of a footballer. And then the Times has gone for the photography. Dot, dot, dot. Is awesome. So fill in the gaps. Whatever, <laughs> whatever could have come. I don't in, know in which version you've got, but I've got the updated, re-released one with never Ooh. before seen photographs in it. So I reckon yeah, they I've decided they were going to lean oh. into it, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's maybe where this moody red david Beckham on the front on the front might have Mm -hmm. might have come from because it's it's unbelievably unbelievably photo heavy it really is it really is and and the the words i kind of thought when seeing that would come second but yeah i liked it the words in it it's it's like a it's a little historical artifact i think you know when they say when you get like um like blue peter used to do um what are they called time capsules or when they like send stuff out to them like to space so that aliens can hear and get a sense of what like society on earth is like i think they should do this this sums up the early noughties like nothing else i've ever read before i think and i tash I, when i was reading i was thinking god tash is gonna love every single second of this. <laughs> i know because i think jack was originally doing it and then you text me and was like sorry jack so, i think you yeah. need to do this one <laughs> jack's gone jack's gone for the, forget jack jack's gone for the podcast forever it's, it's all about steve now it's all steve we don't do that I mean, it, it does have some of the laziest chapter titles i've ever seen in a book football days d-a-z-e my first team winning ways one's just called euro 2000 lazy but um <laughs> but, 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 I, said that, James. I, think 
I think you're being a bit harsh because the My First Team chapter actually Correct. isn't about his football first team. It's yeah. actually about his family. And I think that exactly. is a very heartwarming, lovely message. It mm. is. That's, and it's, a, that's a, it's, very, it's true. It's true. I hope you can forgive me. I hope David can forgive me. It is It is a very good pun. It works in, it works in two ways. But Steve, we haven't asked you yet. As our guest, Big Beck's fan in general. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of respect for David Beckham. He was my, uh, he was my hero growing up, and I had a oh. signed picture of him on my. Uh, he signed my calendar in 1998. Oh so, wow! Uh, yeah, so where did, uh, yeah, did you do Beckham that? Fan. Uh, my uncle queued up at uh, the Cliff Training Ground to get him to sign it, um, oh. and I apparently just like ignored the other players. And I was like, Mark, we. We won the treble that year. You could have got the whole team to sign that. I could have, yeah. That could be worth thousands, but you just got David Beckham. Yeah, God, you could have had David May's autograph sitting on your wall. Well, I know. You could have Jasper <laughs> what, what more could a child want? What more could a child want than Jesper and David's autograph up on your wall? Um, but did you enjoy the book? Did Beckham, you know, did it deliver as much as you hoped it would? Genuinely, I... There's two things. I don't know how you guys read these books. on like week after week because it must actually destroy your english ability like your vocabulary must literally decrease reading these books like the quality of writing is so bad that it honestly was making me less intelligent when i was reading it um (laughs) having said that having said that i did enjoy it um Mm. and i actually was quite surprised at how how honest he was at times like he did say some pretty interesting stuff and he he obviously had a bit of an agenda with the press at the time um the press were really going for him i think back then and so a lot of it is just like this story about me is a load of rubbish here's what Mm. actually happened yeah and uh i respected that it was yeah, before I mean, Twitter, they, wasn't it? He, he couldn't do it on Twitter, so he had to write a whole they, book. He had to write, that's why he wrote so but many of these books actually, every couple of years. I, I have a theory, a hot take about this, about Please. the social media thing. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer invented social media. Oh, right. I, I, his I know, website I, to I us. know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. You're right. It was before Twitter, and he says... The way to deal with the fame in the future might be through having my own website. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at United has his own website and tells fans what's going on in his life. And to put the record straight, if there are rumours or stories floating around, it would be good to have one myself. It's true. It's true. Didn't we read someone else's book when they were talking about perhaps I will? It's really funny reading these books from like the early 90s. They go, oh, perhaps I will have an email address one day. (laughs) 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 Things like I can't remember who it was. We read someone else. Was it Owen's book? Was it one of Owen's early books, maybe? He had a website. Was Was it the very first one we read? Not Soccer Skills, the other one. Yeah. Yeah, he was talking about how, oh, Maybe my fans in Hong Kong could message me one day. Or how, <laughs> wouldn't that be fantastic? But yeah, you're, sweet. You are, it, that, that, is, that is very interesting. And you're right with that. He, he definitely writes it quite angrily at times. And I, I was surprised by that because, you know, like we said, he does have this very, uh, like, oh, I'm David. I'm perfect. Everyone, you know, I, I love all people. All, uh, you know, I'm, I'm metrosexual and all these kind of things and stuff. But if someone's wronged him, he will slag you off, whether it's an England manager or it's the neighbour who gave him a bad present when he was a kid. <laughs> it's always... like he, he spends most of a chapter talking about how, although he's built a house in Silverageworth uh, near London, he doesn't live in it. He always lives in Manchester and he isn't like commuting between the two. He's obviously really, really sensitive about the accusation that he was commuting to training from the heart. Yeah. That's 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 true. It's weird how many people talk about their new developments. Gary Neville did that a lot. But was was there anything in particular, Steve, that stood out from you know the, the beginning of the book or the, the early days of of David? Yeah, yeah, I was I was quite interested. He talks a lot about his family, which is he's obviously a very family man. Um, and he's got two sisters. He just like weirdly at one point just kind of outs his sister for sleeping with loads of London footballers. 
And like, <laughs> where was that? I missed that. Yeah. So yeah, it's on it page nine. It says, Joanna's got her own friends and has her own life to lead. Unfortunately for me, she often bumps into footballers from the London clubs where she goes out. And it's a nightmare when she comes back and tells me her stories. I'm like, that. <laughs> He's not saying specifically, but he is basically saying my sister is <laughs> is banging David Ginola. You know, that's what he's basically saying. Good luck to her. Good luck to her. I wish I wish we were all that lucky. Do you reckon then is when it... they played each other, they were like, "Whoa, your sister." <laughs> Yeah, I I, I oh, can yeah. imagine. I can I can imagine that would be cool. Yeah. It's but it's not the sister gets off lightly because uh, mm-hmm. he just says um, every Saturday she can't make it because <laughs> she's now she's at Vidal Sassoon and Vidal Sassoon's very busy on a Saturday. <laughs> <which> is, <laughs> Such a beautiful slice of life. Beautiful slice of life in there. Yeah, I want to meet. I want to meet Joanna Beckham. She sounds. Mm. She sounds great. And if she sounds bend it around Beckham means a very different thing for her. Um, <laughs> Getting filthy on here, Steve. This is very. Is, this is, is Jack not, Jack's not, not like filthy? This. Jack's not, not. Not Jack's not filthy. But hey, this is the new direction we're going in. We're going to be filthy now. We're going to be filthy now. Sex this is a literary sells, podcast. Guys. Yeah. I've been um, telling them. <laughs> no, no, I'll get it. I'll drag it back from the gutter. Um, he also Please. talks about, he is like, he talks about, he's obviously close to his mum and dad. Although later in the book, he kind of mentions that he doesn't visit his mum and dad ever. And that they, he basically spends all his time with Victoria's parents. And he kind of has a little dig at his mum and dad going, I think they're annoyed about that, but they can come see me at Victoria's parents. It's like a bit weird. But he does say, um, he mentions his dad comes and watches him at all the games. And he's a self-employed gas engineer. And he yes. says, um, it's a bit of a financial drain. He works hard and he's never missed a Saturday game. I'm like, come on, Bex, you could pay for your dad to travel to the matches. <laughs> mm, mm, I agree. He I agree. He shouldn't be expensing his own trips to go watch his son play for <laughs> Manchester United. <laughs> Him and his dad's relationship, I do quite like, though. There's a bit where he says, um, oh, once I told my dad I didn't like something that United were doing. And he went, well, that's United and you're just you. I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. His, yeah. his dad does love United. Yeah, his dad does more, love... definitely more than his son. Who's, who's a Spurs fan? Was it his granddad who's a Spurs fan? In it? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. He, he, says how, yeah. he says growing up how he was almost a Spurs or he, he liked Spurs as well. But talking about um, talking about being close to his family, there's one line, it's a bit yeah, later on. I like on. how you just had to get that in there, James. Just had to. Yeah, he does the bullet. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did. I think he was on our books when he was a kid. But he um talk about family. I think he's a bit too close to them in some bits because um James, you mentioned earlier how, uh, how he just drops in like I don't know, Beckham on religion, Beckham on sex. Then oh. on on the sex subject, he says um one of the questions I'm often asked in interviews is whether scoring a goal is better than sex. For me, of course, sex is better, and it certainly doesn't affect my game. In my opinion, everyone should have the chance to do what suits them best. I work best when I have my family around. Does that mean he's better at sex when his family are there? I don't, I don't quite, I, that's, that's how I interpreted that sentence. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. But mm, Maybe that's why she flew all his family in on their secret trip to Tuscany. To get the she was like, out. it was rubbish last night. He needs his mum and dad downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> cheering him on, cheering him on. But his I mean, dad I, got there and was absolutely furious. He had to pay for all his flights. <laughs> right okay let's move it away from incest let's move it away as, as i have to say every bloody week with jack move it away from incest. i just cut it out i, jack I didn't take it to incest that was it's normally me who takes it to the gutter i'm just glad someone's beat me to it this week <laughs> um i was going to mention that beckham has his only he mentions like a, a primary school friend and it's actually a bit of a sad moment he says i had one really really good friend called john at primary school 
But when we moved on, we went in different schools and sort of split up. We were never as good friends again. And, he, and then he goes on to say he, like, he made other friends, but they were never as good as John. <laughs> yeah, that's, but it, it is. Uh, apart from... No, I'll, I'll save it. I'm going to save it till Tash's section, just because it's, it's, it's a bone I want to pick with Tash about from a, <laughs> from a previous book. So yeah, get, get ready for that. Get ready for that. But yeah, it, I know what you mean, Stevie. It kind of, it, it's weird. Like, it does flip-flop every chapter. You go, I've got, I had a friend called John at school. I don't drink much, but I can remember the first time I got drunk. I love training on a Wednesday. It just goes yeah. every yeah. You know what? The, the, yeah. the whole thing has got the feel of it as if it's like, uh, you know, like a, a kid's school homework report of like what you did over the summer. That's what <laughs> it, it feels like. It's like just skips around like, I like cranberry juice. I like, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just it, weird. It I'm does, not racist in any way. If I can defend him a little bit, I do feel like um, it was at a time when, you know, people were slagging off Beckham as being thick and stuff all the time, which I used to really hate. Because reading this book, I know you probably didn't. I don't know whether they wrote it or not. Who knows? I think he comes across as a, a man of the world. I think he comes across as yeah, a... Yeah, he does. He's definitely not dim. He's, he's everything's... Since we I know, learned I know... a little bit more about the process of what goes into writing a football autobiography, I reckon he just sat there and he word vomited out these things and they didn't change yeah. the order. They yeah. just neatened it up, it up nicely. and that's yeah, why it's like Wah! and no one was complaining they're just looking at the pictures anyway so it doesn't exactly. really matter <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. he didn't have to write anything yeah. but he does i don't think he comes across as, as dim it. i actually thought like i know we're taking the mick out of it now but we're looking at it 22 years in the future i yeah. think at the time yeah for a footballer to come out and very publicly say i am anti this pro this anti this pro this very liberal very forward looking at the time he's being slagged off for wearing a sarong and it would be very easy for him to retract uh, we'll get, himself we'll get I to that, that sarong was, but yeah i thought that was you know pretty good if you think about what else was going on in pop culture at the time this is very progressive i totally agree i totally agree and i hope you feel very bad steve for uh, making fun of him now okay. <laughs> Your little jokes, your little jokes. You think we're so funny at the time, but you don't think about his feelings. David Beckham's feelings. He's because he's going to listen to this. He, he loves he loves the podcast. Definitely, De- definitely <laughs> listens to all these kinds of things on there. Steve, was there anything else you wanted to mention on Young Beckham at all? Well, he talks about when he first went to Man United, and it's actually really insightful that he went to Preston for like it seems like five games or something. Yeah, and then gets recalled back to. But he says this lovely thing where he says he, when he went loan to Preston, he got the option of just training with Man United and then turning up for the Preston games or training with Preston and... Be- and I was like, how... Obviously, he did actually choose to train with Preston, but yeah. how mad would it be if he trained with Man United and then just turned up to the Preston games? Like, hey, I, I'm playing today. <laughs> I agree, I agree. I thought I, th- I thought that was mad as well. I totally yeah. forgot about that statement from the book, but you're right. Because I know sometimes, like, development players do that. Like, they, they kind of go back for the odd development match, but then they still, they still train in the week. Like, training separately. That's how would you right. ever know what you're doing when you get on the pitch? If you, if you were like Preston's right winger and you were training all week and helping the formation, <laughs> yeah, and then Beckham that's... turns up match down the right, oh, fuck right, off, sit down, Beckham's yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. So annoyed. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I really enjoyed the bit. He talks about um, Steve McLaren, uh, who was the assistant mm. manager at the time. And he, this is just lovely little insight. It's actually, I wish there was more details like this. He talks about a, a, a particular training in, uh, exercise that Steve McLaren did with the players. And he said it was a way of keeping them interested and you know, making training exciting. And what, he, what he'd do is line all the players up in the middle of the, of the pitch and he would shout a command like, go left. And they would have to do the opposite of what he said. Um, 
and Beckham said this was like a really exciting, fun game. Mm. And if you, if you, and he said it's actually quite difficult. And it, it does sound quite a fun game, but yeah. I do think it gives a little insight into maybe what what, what went wrong for Stephen McLaren as England manager. Because if he was training his players to do the exact opposite of what he was saying, <laughs> it actually would explain why they played so poorly. Yeah, that, that's that's true. That was a mistake. My favourite thing about Stephen McLaren, though, slightly differently to that, is that there's one bit where he talks about. Again, because he does, he does give him a lot of praise as a coach. He says, um, Steve McLaren brought in some equipment once that measured how far each player had run during a game, and I came out highest. I like the idea that the way he brings it up is just like Steve McLaren had it hanging around in his car. He was just like, yeah, Steve McLaren just brought some stuff in. Like, surely they like, ordered it in from somewhere else. Steve McLaren didn't just like turn up one day and go, oh, I've got this at the market. We'll have a, we'll have a little try. It sounds like Steve McLaren invented the Fitbit. Only going to sort of invent Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the, a bit about Beckham being a kid that I liked was... Um, when he said that he used to have posters of, of uh, pl- the players on his wall and one of them was Gordon Strachan and just the yes. idea of David Beckham having <laughs> a, a poster of Gordon Strachan on his wall. It it's was like, Gordon- like all, all the millions of kids who, who have like posters of Beckham's on, uh, Beckham on their walls and he's got Gordon Strachan. It's, it's, it's kind of like Jack Grealish now having like Roy Hodgson on his wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. Lee Catamol <laughs> or something on there. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's so, because Steve Bruce was another one as well. And like Beckham, Steve like you say, Bruce, is the yeah. ultimate poster boy. Yeah. And like just him looking at a picture of no offense, Steve Bruce, but you know he's maybe not as good looking as David Beckham. I think we can say that. Like, and I think him looking up at a wall and going, "That's who I want to be like when I'm older." That's why. <laughs> poor Steve. Poor Steve. We can't talk about nostalgia and the nostalgia trip of of uh, of Beckham, late nineties, early noughties, without mentioning a certain Ms. Spice, Ms. <laughs> Ms. 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 Posh Spice, Ms. Uh, Posh. and Tash reading this. I just knew that this was... <laughs> Normally, when these books come through the post, I'm like, honestly, James is dead to me. But when this <laughs> one came through the front door, I was so excited. Like, genuinely, the biggest pop culture moment for me when I was younger was Ali G interviewing Posh and Bex. Do you remember that? Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Golden oh, Balls. Comic Golden Balls. Yeah. Oh, my God. Does he want to grow up being a footballer like his dad or... What does he say about pet? I've forgotten the joke. Yes, let me, let me, I'll, I'll move away from it. What does he say? Or like a um, say like a good dress yeah, like your mum? Okay, it's, it's like he says like yeah. Or I can't forget this. There's a good joke. It basically implies that she's not a very good singer. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, a good singer like Mariah Carey is what he says. Oh, that was uh, it. That was that was that was yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Yeah, God. good joke. A good joke. Um, good joke. But I. God, I'm just so much better. If I remembered it. <laughs> Remember that joke? Uh, <laughs> that joke? Uh, that really great joke. You'll know it. Yeah. 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 So called comedians on a podcast going, oh, what was it? What, how did that joke go again? Uh, <laughs> uh, what something like... I know. It's singing. Perfect. Singing. But I just, oh. like, I love them so much. As you know, I reference them so much. I think for me, they are, like, iconic. And they, like, mm-hmm. the Barden Barden thing and everything. And this book, for me, I know I read the one after, but this one is so good because they've only been together three years but they've already got married they've had this whirlwind romance and you know steve earlier when you said um oh god i don't know how you read these books it must rot your brain but just to give you an indicator of that i cried at this book wow <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Is that really? the first time that's happened? I, for good reasons, for good reasons or bad ones. I've ever cried at. And wow. it was the night he was like, 
he's describing the night of their wedding and he's like, nothing compares to what I've got with Victoria. That's why I marry her. I see her as the perfect couple. They go and like sit and look at the stars and drink champagne. And I think the reason that it really touched me was I really remember my mum going to the shop to buy the OK magazine of their wedding. And she bought two copies, one that we were allowed to read and one that we had to save as if it was like a royal wedding. (laughs) 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 And they were just in my house. They were literally like Charles and Diana. You should have got Steve's uncle to sign it. You could take him down to the trading (laughs) warehouse and got you. Yeah, and like for someone whose vocabulary is so terrible, I think I attached a lot of personal you know, emotion as a kid onto them. And I just loved it. I loved that chapter so much. Mm, And I just mm, thought the way he talks about Victoria and the fact that they're still together, um, you know, we won't talk about the Rebecca Luce incident, but the fact that they're still together. This is is (laughs) pre-Luce. This is pre-Luce as well. This is before... Before the world even know, before the world even knew the name, before Rebecca that Luce. pig before has even, even been before, born, <laughs> before super injunctions had even been invented. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, incidentally, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer invented super injunctions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that bit was really great because it's so sweet, and they're still together. And the way that they talk about things, like they've just had Brooklyn at this point, so yes. Brooklyn's a small baby. And he says, you know, one day we'd like more kids and now they've got this menagerie. And he's had two tattoos at this point and Victoria's banned him from getting any more. Mm. And now he's like prison break. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, yeah, I just, I love that chapter. But my favourite bit, obviously, was the bit about the Spice Girls. Because Mm. it was just so funny. Yeah. They met in 1997 and this book was written in 2000. And Jerry left the Spice Girls in 1998, May the 31st, yep. worst day of my life. Um, <laughs> and he sort of very carefully leaves Jerry out of what he's talking about. So he mm. says, like, we had our first date at Mel C's house. Mel B's a big party animal. Mel C's very smart and sincere. Emma's very shy, but very sweet. Jerry, yep. nada. Oh, I didn't think about that. He doesn't yeah. mention Jerry. Yeah, he right. doesn't yeah. mention Jerry. Oh, God, but... this is the kind of thing, this is what you're good at, Tatch. You always you read between the lines. It's like, there's honestly about 40,000, maybe not even 40,000, but there's barely any words in this book, but still, you you filled in some gaps there. Yeah. That's very good. He, he, he does yeah. mention it early on, but it's in a he bit of a... He does very like, early on, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a, like, a, a, well, he sh- mentions, a bit of shed. Yeah, he says that every most guys normally fancy Jerry, and he was like, "Yeah, nah, it's all about yeah. the it's all one. about Victoria." Oh, that yeah. that yeah. bit really made me laugh because he's like, "None." So they say, "Oh, Jerry's the one." Jeffrey, uh, look at her, and he goes, "No, believe me, the one with the dark hair, the one with the legs." It's like they've all got legs, dude. <laughs> it's not narrowing it down. He's not they've picky. They've all got two not legs. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite line of his discussion about the Spice Girls is where he says. I wouldn't go into a room and start a conversation with any of them, but I am relaxed enough to be in the same room as them and not sweat. Yeah, that is not a Beckham you imagine, is it? Because again, that's quite honest. And yeah. like the bits where he says like how he was too scared to talk about her, talk to Victoria like the first two times, yeah. and she had to like come up to him and go, "Are you going to talk to me or not?" Are you Please, talk David. To me? Yeah. <laughs> like some point you've got to talk to me. She Otherwise, really, we will never have this. She really pushed this, and I admire her so much because if you yeah. see a single twenty-year-old David Beckham in a bar and you do not hit on him, you would lose all my respect. Like, fair enough, Victoria. Well done. I think she was clearly going there solely to see yeah, him. Yeah, like, because why she's else got no interest in me. Like, why would she have a box at Old Trafford? Yeah. <laughs> 
do it again the second was, time. My girl trying, knew what she wanted and she secured that bag. That's true. He was trying it on she was trying it on with the wrong Beckham. If it had been his sister. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Yeah. Gone to a London club. Easy. Easy. <laughs> that's not that's not that's not say anything too bad about the sister. That's not saying my girl. But talking about Brooklyn, who you described as a small baby, which I thought was a really funny description. Of a baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wasn't one of those big babies, just a little one. Um, the uh, I've got this week's dramatic reading. Do you want to hear it? Ooh, yeah. yeah. If I can find it. Here we go. Got it up. Can someone cue the dramatic music? Steve, as guests, will you just say the words cue dramatic music, please? Cue dramatic music. Ooh, okay. Perfect. That's pretty good. Different, different way to people usually do it. A bit more, a bit more jovial. <laughs> but I like it. I like it. Better than Jack. Better than Jack. Whenever Jack is, it's <laughs> much better than Jack. You're passing the audition very, very well. Um, here we go. This story. Oh, by the way, this story is called David Beckham gets peckish. Uh, <laughs> the night before Brooklyn was born, I was playing in a big European game against Inter Milan at Old Trafford. An hour before the game, Victoria told me she had just had a twinge. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. <laughs> just, just had a twinge. I didn't know what to do because if the baby was really on its way, I'd be straight down to London to be with Victoria. Luckily, it was a false alarm and I was able to play the match. The next day, as I was on my way down to London, she told me the doctor wants us to go into hospital that afternoon. I remember it so clearly, I was eating a lion bar at the time. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest way to start any kind of story about uh, also the full line is I was eating a lime bar on the, while driving on the M6 which that's is true. very poetic <laughs> that's, that's true that's true yeah it, it really is my mum gave my mum went into child uh, went into child labour <laughs> that's not the right word I went into labour <laughs> it is having a baby but it's a very different thing to child labour my mum went into labour watching sports person as the year 1989 but never told me what she was eating never once told me what she was eating well, while, while we're on those uh, stories my, my I was born three weeks premature because my mum um was dusting the top of the wardrobe and she got a toe caught in the mattress and fell <laughs> off and her waters broke and I oh popped it. What? Yeah, that explains a lot. That explains, that well, explains a lot dad, about how it all went. My dad was born during the 1966 final and oh. my granddad thought that this was a sign that his son was going to be a footballer. However, his granddaughter does this instead. Sorry, granddad. <laughs> Ah, interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> this is as close as he's got. Oh, the, the podcast. I thought you meant just. I thought you meant they had another granddaughter who is a footballer. <laughs> no. Sorry, I missed that. You're really no, stretching with that, me. Tasha. I'll be honest. It's You're stretching me. massively. <laughs> but that is nice. You're also your dad must have the same birthday as Mike. It was my dad's tenth birthday during the um ninety six six final. Yeah. Anyway, Steve, you want to tell us how you were born quickly, just before we get back to the story? I feel like everyone else had a go. Uh, no, I've got nothing. Um, well, actually, I just I was born in nineteen ninety, and it was June, so maybe it was during Italia ninety. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I should look at who was playing. June fifteenth, Italia ninety. Maybe my mum was watching yeah, a big just game. And, uh... Gaza's tears were strolling down his face. Yeah. And, uh, oh, out popped Steve. Out popped the booge. Uh, driving on the M6, I was eating a lion bar, and suddenly I felt like being sick with excitement, <laughs> thinking, "Oh my god, here we go!" Sick with excitement again. Another thing you That's don't expect. That's the lion bar, though. He's at, he's at the lion bar too quickly. Yeah, that's, that's probably <laughs> it. But, 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 but Beckham being sick. Uh, a very difficult image to get into your head. One of the most suave men in the no, world. No, he puked on the pitch once. Did he? Yeah, when he took the penalty. David Beckham was definitely sick on the pitch once before he took a penalty. No picture of that in the book. Penalty. Sadly, yeah, they missed was. that one out. It's a worrying time, although you're obviously hoping that things will go smoothly, which they did in the end. Uh, no drama here whatsoever. Victoria was worried about Be- Brooklyn being all right, just like any mother with her first baby, and I was anxious, but deep- I felt deep down that everything was going to be okay. 
I was there during the cesarean and saw everything. And all the while, Victoria kept saying how hungry she was. Why is it with these guys and food? All the way through it. We both go through phases of liking certain foods. And at that point, she was into salmon. Uh, all she could talk about <laughs> during the pregnancy was how she couldn't wait to have some salmon. which was <laughs> uh, Then I saw Brooklyn's head came out and heard him crying. As Posh talking about uh, salmon, Victoria couldn't hold him because the anaesthetic for the cesarean meant she couldn't feel anything from the neck down. So I was the first to hold him, and it was unbelievable. It was weird, the best feeling in the world, and like nothing I ever felt before. So there we go. Ah. Why is it with footballers and these and these like um, chaotic birth stories? We had Sean Goater, yeah. didn't we? Oh, the Sean Goater. Like, that, that was worse. Yeah, Sean but I would like to just dispel a common myth about Brooklyn Beckham. Okay. He was not conceived in Brooklyn. Mmm. He was conceived yes. in Denmark. And he was. They ah. found out she was pregnant in Brooklyn. Just, just for you, fat hunters ah. out there. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite pastimes is to go onto Brooklyn Beckham's Instagram. Oh, it's so um, good. Because he's just a man. It's just he's just a man desperately trying to find his purpose in life. Um, yeah. And he's doing it in the eye of the world. Uh, and he at the moment is doing a series called Cooking with Brooklyn Beckham, and it involves him meeting up with actual people who can cook, like actual mm. chefs. And they basically cook, and he just watches them cook, and that's the whole series. <laughs> oh, and then my do you remember video his re- photography books? Like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just trying to find a job. He's just trying to find a job. But the other day, he put, well, it was before Christmas, he put one up, and he's driving in a car, and it's, um, uh, I think it's Driving Home for Christmas is playing or something. Okay. And, and he looks at the camera, and he's like, oh, this is my favourite Christmas song. And he sings one line, and then he visibly does not know the rest of that song. <laughs> it's so funny was he eating a lion bar in that video by any chance (laughs) he's getting married this year it's very exciting and my my mum is buying a hat she's very excited she's buying a copy of OK (laughs) on the day to go with the other ones (laughs) you can get all the Beckhams through the years that'd be lovely um, oh oh, oh, yeah here's my bone I've got two bones to pick actually quickly just while we're on the subject before we go to a break First bone to pick with Tash. A few a year ago or so, we read the Neville's book for Club and Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know where this is going. I hope. And you were going. Oh, oh. Gary Neville loves David Beckham. Oh, he he's does. Got a big home. Oh, he he's does. got a big crush on him. That's exactly how you what you said. <laughs> and you're right. I, I don't disagree with that. However, I do. I don't think we gave um, Neville enough credit for quite how much it, it, Beckham feels the same way in return as well. Because Beckham, yes. in the, see, Tash is nodding along. I, can't I hear will, that the podcast, I will she's, hold my hand up. I thought it was. I definitely thought that it was a one-way street, but it is quite reciprocated and it's quite sweet actually. It, it was the best man at the wedding. He, he let him. Um, I gave he let him, him choose his tattoo in that episode. But yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> he, he did he did get on really with him but he was he was not John from primary school no. he was not that's it wasn't very, ever very, the same as yeah that. that's very true that is very true but yeah, was, um, yeah he says he says um, I talked to Gary about personal things he's always there to give me advice and he's always there if I'm worried about something that's why we're such good friends when I had problems with Alex Ferguson Gary was the only one I spoke to about it all he's like the brother I never had but Aww. what about his other luckily not like his sister <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, he, talking about the tattoos, there's yeah. a really quite sweet moment where he, he gets Brooklyn's name tattooed on his back, but yeah. gets it quite big. And then he does this like um, little sort of footnote. He sort of says, um, I've decided if I have future kids, I won't get, I'm going to get their names tattooed as well, but it won't be as big a font because I can't have that many big names <laughs> yeah. on my back. And, it, and it's like poor other kids like Romeo yeah. Cruz, like they're going to just tiny <laughs> yeah. little, like, 
poor Harper's written in wingdings. Like, it's yeah. so tiny. Oh, well, maybe that, her middle name's Seven, and he's already got a Seven on his arm, hasn't it? Maybe that's why that, they yeah, gave him that, because he was like, up, it's, already it there. Up, yeah. Yeah. it's already there. It's already there. He could just call it one of his kids' huge cross on my neck, because everyone <laughs> just had to just go, that kind of covers... Wings, kind of, little baby wings. Little, bit, little baby wings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there'll be more vintage... I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring my other bone to pick later. It's not with you, Tash, don't worry. Oh, it's not with Jack, either. We can, all, we can all chill now. That's me. I've vented it. I've vented it. Um, and we will be back after the break with more vintage becks, including Diego Simeone, Eileen Drury, and Sarong shopping with a Spice Girl spouse. It's hard to say. Hi, we're Football Book Club Podcast, and we need your support. Now, let's, let's drop the appeal music. Hi, everyone. James here, and I just want to tell you about the brand new Football Book Club Club which you can join to receive bonus weekly episodes, access to exclusive member events, and your very own Football Book Club book book bookmark, all for the same price as a used copy of Darren Huckabee's 2007 book, Hux. So if you enjoy the podcast and need to hear more afterwards, head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. Enjoy the episode. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to Football Book Club. We're reading David Beckham's My World with Steve Bajaya. How are you doing, Steve? Still enjoying it? Still, still a big fan? Still a big fan of Bex? I'm... I'm really enjoying this. I actually think dissecting the book has made me enjoy it more. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that, that seems to happen quite a bit. During the break, uh, James was doing some pretty important research uh, into whether David Beckham has been sick on the pitch. Has he been sick, James? Yeah, World Cup 2006. There's a Guardian 
story here. Beckham wilts in the heat and throws up on the pitch. Beautiful. Yeah. Share that on our socials. People, people want to see a picture <laughs> of that, I guess. That would be a nice little way to... Yeah, follow us on socials. You get to see all that kind of content. Uh, who's gone out of context? David Beckham. Me, 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 me. At least two of us are definitely going to have the same one. All right. Yeah. Okay, there's some filthy ones in there. But let's, let's go. Uh, Steve, as our guest, you can kick off. I've got a little book in which I've written down the names of those people who upset me the most. I don't want to name them because I want it to be a surprise when I get them back. I know I will get them someday. <laughs> what the hell? I can't remember that. That is a great line. What and the hell, David? That, 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 I, I might blow the context later because that comes up a little bit in the section I want to talk about in a second. But that is that was a very unexpected moment from David Beckham. Just out of nowhere. Just it so really is. He's, got a, he's got a burn book. I love it. Imagine how incriminating that must be. The fact that he's written seven other books and published all of them. But this one just can never see the light of day. We know he loves to release them. Uh, he's going to drop it like the day that he dies he's going to get it published <laughs> yes. in like the third page of the times it's going to be amazing my end that'll be what it's called <laughs> that bitch next door used to give us crap Christmas presents <laughs> yeah, number one the first one she'll be the first one gone <laughs> that is the one of the meanest bits of the book there's a few little bits of that where it's just like Beckham it seems very humble throughout apart from the odd moment where he you know does a reverse Jenny from the block and Jenny forgets where he comes from. There's one bit with <laughs> Victoria Beckham, which you just reminded me of, where he says, we were both successful and could relate to each other as equals. That was it, suggesting that people who aren't successful are not equal to him. <laughs> <Stay with> Beckham. <laughs> That's not my out of context. I've got another one for you. Tash, let's hear yours. I used to have a dummy and one day my mum told me the rabbits had eaten it. <laughs> <laughs> just thought it was funny. Good one. That's a good one. And that's, that's why he doesn't one. like uh, rabbits anymore. I forgot that. He doesn't like rabbits. You're right. Yeah. He's, he loves everyone else. It doesn't no matter what religion no you cats. are, what sexuality, as long as you're not a rabbit. Yeah. Or cats. Or yeah, a cat. like cats yeah. That's not, that's not, there's already enough sad things of footballers and cats going on at the moment. Let's not bring, <laughs> let's not bring that up. Move on quickly. James Balgen, out of context. Yeah. I have a camera at my backside almost 24 <laughs> yes. hours a day. Yes. That was uh, one of my ones I'm most because. <laughs> Like, you know, okay, if this book is really as successful, as um, popular as, it, as, the, as he suggests it is with gay men, I feel like he has put a few entendres in there. I've got one which was, uh, it was tougher in the European games. I think I might have been because I was double teamed a bit more. That was one I had in there. <laughs> Water sports Classic. are out of the question at the moment. That's another one in there. He, he makes I, it very easy to like write <laughs> fanfic about him, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You could definitely do a bit of like fan erotica from this book i'm sure easily. there's a few spin-offs easily easily well yeah there we go maybe we'll do that in the <laughs> bonus chapter at the end <laughs> tasha's oh, dirty gonna back do it in his fanfic. sexy asmr voice <laughs> oh i'd like that yeah yeah that's a good idea let's save that make sure you join the football book club club www.patreon.com forward slash football book club anyway <laughs> want, my topic i want to bring up is something which we've, we've touched upon a few times because as we all know beckham one of the defining moments in his career, it was the whole Simeone nonsense when he, when he gave Diego a little kick. And we went out the World Cup and it wasn't very happy. However, for me, the interesting stuff is um, Glenn Hoddle. Because David Beckham absolutely hates Glenn Hoddle. He cannot stand it. Am I wrong in saying that? I think that's what came across to me. No, yeah, yeah, I got the same impression. He really doesn't. And it's something which we've had a few times in books. Because I, I can't remember who, but we've read um, a few books like, uh, I think Letizia couldn't stand him because he scored that hat-trick, didn't he, in the B team uh, mm-hmm. just before the World Cup and then didn't get in the squad. And then there's a few other ones we've had. I think Phil Neville didn't like him, right? Because of the way he treated him when he picked him, when yeah, he made everyone right. go. He, yeah, yeah we've, had, we've definitely had it come a few times. Sweet, uh, well, actually, Beckham, Beckham talks about that. He mentions Phil Neville. That yeah, he's very supportive <coughs> of him because he makes everyone go off into different rooms. And like queue up, queue up to come find out whether they're in the squad. Yeah, and then obviously there's the whole famous Gaza smashing things up. And, he's, and Beckham's very pro-Gaza. 
very team Gaza with that in the thing. But it's, it's, it's very interesting because it, it goes into more depth than I think we've had someone in before. And what, for such a small book, is quite surprising on what actually happened in the camp. And it is, it is like a, it's a bit of a dystopian, like, um, you know, state almost going in there. They're not allowed to read newspapers is one thing they're not allowed to do. Um, they've got, he's got his, like, um, his Rasputin style, uh, kind of wizard assistant in Eileen Drury. Uh, there's a great, there's a, which I think has to be mentioned in anything, any footballer who played in that time has to mention their meeting with Eileen Drury. And his, his one is just as mad as all of them. I think he says, I went in and she stuck her hands on my head and my face. We just chatted about things, but I didn't feel any sensations except that her hands were really warm. <laughs> there we go. So that's what he took. That's what he took from meeting, um, what was she, like a medium or a spiritualist? Yeah. I don't know what she was. She's anyway. A psychic, isn't she? Th- yeah, uh, that, that is basically it. But he says like how him and Owen were sat on the bench throughout and he kind of says all that built up frustration of being sat there and you know not being able to read the paper and having Eileen Drury touch his face that kind of is what spilled out onto the pitch when he kicks Simeone and we haven't it kind of I found that really interesting because we've never really had that that side of things before I mean I mean what do we all think of that section do we all well he said he was like dropped he said he was dropped from the first game even though he played in every single qualifier so he was he was upset about that against Tunisia and he, he actually blames, yeah, he blames that on the kick, doesn't he? He says the kick was like a build up of all the frustration of that, of, of being dropped from that game and all the other stuff at the camp. And yeah, I've never heard him say that. It's really interesting. It was really interesting. It was really, it surprised me. I mean, James, we've done, and Tash as well, we've done quite a few England players of that time, yeah. but I don't remember anyone being quite as, and that's what surprised me. I didn't think this was going to be like that at all. I thought it'd just go, Glenn Hoddle, cool. Keegan, cool. Actually, well, he really especially because in the rest of the book, he he generally is quite middle of the road and everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely, so, yeah. definitely. But I I know I I have a slight advantage because I have read the next book. He gets progressively angrier, so I'm intrigued as to like book number seven. He's probably absolutely enraged. What about about Glenn, about Glenn Hoddle? About every yeah about, about like, everything. Like it's a lot more. You know how when we were doing the Owen books and we saw that progression. That was going yep. on in the Beckham book as well. Like he got a lot more serious and a lot more kind of frosty and caged, I would yeah. say, in the second one. So yeah, maybe maybe this is a, a peek into how it would continue. Uh, are you saying we need to do a septology or no, something? Like we did the, like we did not, the Owen trilogy. We can do no, seven Beckham three books. Owen books. Is four Owen well, four, books. Is four more Owen books, yeah, in the than, end. Yeah, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I love David Beckham, but not that much. There is um, That's like an Harry incredible... Potter, isn't it? Seven. That, w- that would be, yeah. <laughs> would be. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's that, then there's the David Beckham musical as well. Yeah, that's chick, yeah. Yeah, don't hit the doorway. Yeah, there's a... Uh... I don't know how they're going to get a Fantastic Beast-like spin-off out of, um, out of one of these books. Like a little Gary Neville story somewhere. Surely that's Bendit like Beckham, no? Oh, true. That is true. Yeah, Ben like Beckham. Forgot about that. Yeah. Also, there was a game on Game Boy called Go Go Beckham. I remember. Anyway, a lot of Beckham stuff. Um, it, thank the one good thing that comes out of that Simeone kick, though, as well, because I think we, we we're all you know we're all got traumatic memories. I'm sure of World Cup '98. Um, but one good thing that comes from it is um his conclusion to that whole experience was uh, when he's back in the change room and Tony Adams says something really nice to him about don't you ever think you let us down, which is really sweet. I thought, you know, I don't usually give credit to an Arsenal player. If Jack was here, he'd be lapping that up. But he's not. <laughs> uh, uh, and he goes, uh, he goes, that was rock bottom because the whole experience hit me. I'm quite an emotional person. I cried watching the film Armageddon and I get a lump in my throat just watching some reu- reunion on a show like Surprise, Surprise. But I'm not, <laughs> what strange reference is But I'm not cried like I did, like I did then since I was a child. For a good 10 minutes, I just lost it. I didn't cry anything like that again until I heard I was going to be a dad. So there we go. Big things that hit him, kicking Simeone, 
uh, going to be a dad and watching Silla Black's Surprise Surprise. That was <laughs> the things that really cut through on Beckham. Oh, very interesting. I mean, Owen obviously wouldn't talk about watching Armageddon. He would no no film no films for Owen. That would clear that. But it was it was. I, th- I found that whole section interesting. I found it interesting that he really likes Kevin Keegan because I think we had other books before. I think David Siemens, for example, he slagged off Kevin Keegan. So there's a yeah. real divide on who likes that kind of arm round your shoulder Keegan approach and who likes the more. I don't know. Do you perhaps... guys find that, like, when we read these books, it colours your opinion of people? Because yeah, I really Hoddle's, do. <laughs> uh, for, for me, Hoddle's untouchable anyway. Not just because he's a Spurs legend, but because he was on The Masked Singer as a grandfather clock. That helped me. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I acknowledge he's got his, he's got his faults, Dan Hoddle. But I, I find that I think we should make a tally of this in the future. Try and get who's on this uh, this this old yeah. Keegan device because I think it re- is really. I reckon it's like quite a, telling. a spectrum we could yes we could create like yeah. the Top Gear hot and cold wall. <laughs> Who goes on that? Yeah, well, that's my this sounds this sounds like another Jack investigation to me. Yes, it uh, no, forget about that. Steve investigations <laughs> from now on. No, yeah. no Jack investigation. Who is this Jack guy? You keep mentioning. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I want to talk about is uh, there's a chapter called Fame and Fortune where he goes into his life as a celebrity, the sort of um, positives and negatives of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we will get to the sarong because I want to talk about that. I want I want Tasha's uh, nice. view on that. Building suspense, building the suspense. But it's coming. What what um, fascinated me the most about this whole bit is probably a section you didn't even think about. So he gets he he gets like loads and loads of fan mail. And he says that he just employed someone at Old Trafford to read it for him. And I yes. was just like, I was fascinated with that job. Like, is that like on top of her job? Is she doing it secretly? Like, what? She's she, she she working like the ticket office. <laughs> and then he's just like paying her on the side. Like, can you look through these? And she spends all. Or is it something she like does at home? Does he like, does like a van drop off sacks? sacks of like letters at home it really fascinated me yeah like, is he like that, paying like the the room hire in old trafford as well for like it's quite an expensive operation yeah, it's like, that it would be. take a while that would take a while she has to read them all yeah it just did, fascinated did he say me who she is did he say who she is he anyway. just said someone who works at old trafford wow and i employed them to do this I that's a good like, that's not a bad job i wouldn't say it's a bad it was, job it's a really good job yeah. it's a perfect job yeah imagine yeah. that it's just like you're like you're reading through like the fan mail of like one of the most famous people in the world like imagine how cool that would imagine be imagine the well, you know, said... some of it would you be like oh i'm the most ama-. all these people keep sending me letters that say i'm the most amazing person in it, the world it, i think it'd be a dangerous job for perverts <laughs> because he says he says at one point how many bras and pit, like new pictures he gets sent through and <laughs> that's stuff the like thing that. like she if she, if there's lots of underwear getting sent, she's like, oh, these fit me. Sick, right, well, yeah. Yeah, 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 sweet. Yeah. This is nice. Maybe that's how he's paying her. But he also yeah, you mentions keep anything you want. She, she, he also mentions that she has to sort of sort through the bad, like the yeah. insulting mail, and yes. get rid of it for him, like bin it. So actually, yeah. like, I don't think it is that good a job because she yeah. has to like read everything and go, okay, that's nice. Oh, that calls him a prick. Okay, let's put that in the bin. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. Over yeah over like, again. which sick kid do you decide is going to get the phone call off in that week? Like, that I must be a hard job. You know? I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, yeah he go. That is true. It is like he has got like uh, sometimes the most deserving gets a phone call. And I thought first of all that's really sweet that Beckham does even call some people. Yeah. But imagine that like you just sat at home and <laughs> the phone's ringing and Beckham's on there. God. He said him, him and Victoria went to visit somebody at their at their home, some terminal oh, yeah. girl. 
Imagine yeah. them just rocking up at your oh, house. Do you remember that bit in the book as well? I just remembered where um someone I think this is I in think the book. you're gonna say my favourite bit in the whole book now. Is it Does when the wardrobe yeah, when someone comes to buy the wardrobe, <laughs> I loved it so uh, and it, uh, from from Victoria's parents or something like that, yeah. isn't that right? And then they just sat in the background. They kind of come in and go, "Is the wardrobe? Hang on, is that Beckham?" <laughs> yeah, and he of- walks in with Brooklyn on his knee, and the, yeah, and the couple it. are just and- like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, imagine buying a cupboard on Facebook Marketplace. You would just think you were being punked, <laughs> wouldn't you? You think you were on like Anton most- Deck's yeah. Saturday Night Takeaway or something, and you were about De- to get yeah. gunged. <laughs> well, Rio Ferdinand's World Cup pranks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rio's World Cup wind up. World, World Cup wind up. Yeah. yeah. You, murked, you got bro. murked. Yeah, that's what I can make it. And also, in that episode, in that show, Beckham got murked and he had yeah. to like run out of a car in the middle yeah. of Princess Parkway in Manchester yeah. into yeah. Moss Side. It was like yeah. mad. Yeah. <laughs> he dealt with it really well, though, because. Um, I think it was was it Ashley Cole who was like had quite an attitude. He, he obviously like fell for it, and he had like an attitude. He was like, "Yeah, I'm like a very good footballer and stuff," and he was like talking himself up. But Beckham was like really polite. He was like taxi driver, wasn't it? Like a fake taxi driver. Yeah, and, and he was taking like, the long way to really the long way, and he was really late for whatever he was supposed to be at. And he was really polite about it. And in the end, he had to like escape out of the taxi. Yeah, it was funny. I don't, don't worry, I bit my tongue then, funny. James. Can't you remember like, that? You were giving me a dead eye then. <laughs> with what fake taxi is that what you were going to get oh, <laughs> I, feel like we're all, I feel like I feel like we're on that line come on Jack's away let's get filthy let's get filthy God. down with Jack but I didn't mention it no you didn't that's true. that's true he is Tash yeah, it's, it's an equation. even through the camera on here James is looking at me like don't you dare yeah. Don't I was. It. I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what you're even talking about. I don't know what that is. What, what the fake taxi? Never, never heard of any. Never heard of any of this in my life. Never. <laughs> Trying to keep my voice down in case my neighbours hear this. Uh, I've got a reputation to keep up. James, sarong story yeah, quickly. So Let's the get sarong, the sarong thing. So, uh, like, I it's it was quite a seminal moment, wasn't it? A seminal, yeah. seminal David Beckham moment, and everyone sort of is aware of it. But it doesn't seem like that big a deal now, obviously. But I mean, what are your memories of it? Like, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> no, because yes. I, I just remember it's be like it's one of the things that you associate with Beckham, and it's like yeah. Beckham wears a sarong, you know, Beckham wearing girls' clothes or whatever. And it's just like, why was that so ingrained in our minds? This probably shaped Tash's life probably more, maybe more than maybe yeah. more than our it- ones. <laughs> I'm sure her mum's got a picture of this yeah. somewhere. Uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I remember it so vividly in the headscarf and everything. Mm. Um, I I think it was one of the first sort of moments of like a male figure that was not sort of seen as fluid wasn't a david bowie type figure Uh wearing something that was like metrosexual which at the time was just sort of happening yeah i know what you mean so someone who's in such a such a you know typically masculine macho masculine industry i guess like dennis rodman probably around similar kind of similar time i guess yeah yeah yeah, probably Yeah. yeah but like it was just I, I just remember the uproar about mm. it. But then, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't really remember it being negative. I remember it being sort more like, oh, he's a bit wacky, and now he's got a Mohican. It was that sort of like, yeah. he was always doing these sort of style yeah. things. Whereas maybe maybe in your world where it was more about the kind of football lads, was it different? I mean, I, I first, thank you for treating us as though... Yeah, I'm glad uh, you think we're part of a, a laddie world. That's, that's great. <laughs> Because we're not sweet, <laughs> sweet. We're lads, guys. We did it. We made it. We made it. Um, I, I, I don't know. What were we like? Twelve? I just remember. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we're twelve-year-old yeah. boys. Were they a bit more like 
you know. I think uh, we were all, uh, we were all wearing them. Uh, I mean, King of the Six Grammar School Chelmsford. I, say, we were all- I had a Wendy house to us ten, <laughs> so I couldn't take the mic out and wear it so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we were always going um, yeah, to blind eye to it. Um, but it is, it is a highlight of the book, James. Is that one of your favourite segments? Yeah, I mean, so he, I think, I think part of the backlash was a lot. I, I remember a little bit from the time is people saying that Victoria dresses him. Yeah, and he, he he's keen, to, he's keen to dispel that in this in in this book. So he, he says, Victoria's never told me what to wear. Obviously, she buys things for me, but I bought the infamous sarong when I was out with Mel B's ex-husband Jimmy in Paris. I think was a prelude to Emily and Paris. Um, <laughs> in Mel fact, B's I liked it so much. Jimmy in Paris. Wow. <laughs> Jimmy yeah. in Paris. Netflix, snap it up. Um, he said, "Yeah, he said he liked it so much. He bought it in, uh, several different colours, and Jimmy bought a couple of yeah, no, as well. Who is I this Jimmy? Him we yeah. don't talk about Jimmy. He's our Bruno. We don't talk about him. Oh, uh, Bruno? <laughs> Who's the other Bruno? Uh, I'm confused. Uh, Bruno. 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 <laughs> I don't know what Have you're you talking about. Have you seen Jack could be all over it. It's, yeah. uh, it's and that's the, the reason why that's the reason why Jack's not on the podcast anymore because his we nerdy references. We're having a little last time. We are lads uh, now. We don't have J- Jack's nerdy Encanto singing on the. <laughs> Tash, you're on, you're on a thin line. If you want to be like Jack next time, I'll replace you. We'll get Maisie Adam in again. It'll be Steve, me, Maisie Adam, and James. If you replace us, it'll be like Theseus's shit or Sugar Babes. It'll be like Sugar Babes. Just that, that, that's a much better reference to me, Sugar life. Babes. Yeah, Theseus is a ship. Yeah, that's, uh, that's we haven't we haven't got highbrow on this podcast. Sugar Babes, we stick with that. Yeah, I, I know. I, I remember no, the one time I bought Mark Twain up, and you nearly booted me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reflects badly on me. You never hear about you never hear about Mel B's ex husband Jimmy Sarong. No one ever remembers those pictures, do they? No, but I mean, I guess he, he's he, significantly he, less famous. <laughs> And yeah, I, I don't know. I I respect him for it. I think it's cool. Like because he he doesn't just talk about wearing the sarong. He says like, yes, I wore the sarong. That was one thing. But actually, I'm into wearing things that just make me feel good. And there's a bit where yep. he talks about wearing pantaloons at a wedding and stuff. Mm. And he he obviously just likes experimenting with clothes. And now it's not such a big deal. But then Th- again, like it's quite. I think it's quite cool that he talks about it. I agree. And this is what kind of made me change my, not change my opinion, because I've never thought he was that kind of like, oh, dumb Beckham, like he used to get portrayed in the mean press and stuff like that. But like, I found those bits really interesting. Like there's one bit where he says, I probably would have gone to art school uh, if I hadn't been a footballer, which I found, mm-hmm. you know, much like, much like his artist son, Brooklyn Beckham. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I found it, I found it really interesting all that kind of stuff because it does change your opinion about it. And it, it shows that I don't think he's just saying it for, for the sake of it. I think he generally yeah. does. He really is just that. And it shows a bit more, you know, depth than a lot of players. Beckham good. Uh, journalist bad. That's what basically I don't what think he's, that. yeah, I don't think he's stupid. I think he's Definitely shy. Not. Yes, I think his shyness comes across as kind of a vulnerability that he doesn't, you know, really have. He's actually really smart, and he's got some great pictures, great pictures, great pictures in the book. So, in in reality, he's the perfect guy for like that sort of Heat magazine era because Mm -hmm. he's gorgeous and he doesn't Mm -hmm. say much. Yeah. To be fair, Mm -hmm. if anyone want, you know, if anyone's going to fill half their book with pictures, he's the guy to do, isn't it? I mean, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if Steve Bruce did it, yeah, it would be a different story. <laughs> yeah, Beckham's just—he's a beautiful specimen. Is imagine the audacity if, like, I don't know, whose books we've read so far? 
Um, Darren Huckabee, half of his book was just <laughs> <laughs> just like photos of him. He had a bit of like, a sort like, of Beckham look. He yeah, was a he bit did, like he did. A, he did, yeah. yeah. Like an, uh, it's true. Do you know who I can Beckham. imagine? Maybe Huckabee was a bad example of that. Letitia. There we go. I Sorry. can imagine Karen Brady's husband doing that. Mm, Paul Pesky Salido. Yeah, he'd. I reckon he'd give himself half a book of photos. I I wish Paul Pesky Salido would write would hurry up and write a bloody book <laughs> so we can do it on the show. I love Paul Pesky Salido. Anyway, the book comes to an end. Uh, it kind of looks the future post Euro two thousand. And something I totally forgot about talking about how he's preparing for Fergie to leave. I totally forgot that he was going to retire, and then he was like. 12 more years <laughs> he stayed yeah, for yeah. that kind of Wolf of Wall Street style he's like, I'm not going yeah, anywhere yeah. Yeah. there's that, there's the that bit where he, he says at one point how uh, Fergie doesn't like slag his players off but then it, later on he goes um, oh yeah he, he said he said publicly that I've lost my sense of fun or something and I was like that's a bit of a harsh thing to say like Beckham doesn't have fun like he used to he's a gaslighter remember that bit gaslighter Fergie 100% a gaslighter Steve I mean, you probably don't like this Alex Ferguson slander do you I'm guessing so maybe I should move on it was largely positive I thought about Alex Ferguson it didn't yeah but this is yeah, before this is this is before the uh, the boot kicking and the, yeah. the Real Madrid exit yeah it's true it's true but hey when we get into the next book in our um, Beckham septology then um, we'll hear more so uh, did this book change you did this book change you everybody Steve, as our guest, did it change you? Um, actually, yeah, a little bit. Because the way he talks about his love of Victoria and that kind of the, the passion he has for his wife when he first met her, it's making me question whether I've ever been in love and whether I'm ever going to feel that much happiness. <laughs> because he's so happy and so besotted with her. I'm like, I just, I'm 31 and I don't think I've ever felt it. And am I ever going to feel it? You know, it's actually been oh. quite a, a horrible, horrible realisation, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! God what, a, what a sad note to end the um, the episode on. There we go. Uh, let's bring back Jack. I say, bring back Jack. Uh, <laughs> he wouldn't say. Oh, that. married and loved up Jack with a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, rating out of ten, Steve. What would you give it? I'd give it a solid six point five. Oh, we're adding things in. Okay, that's fine. It's going to test. Okay, no, sorry. No, six, no, no. Six point five. We'll keep it six point five. It's all good. Uh, James Balgen, did it change your life? And what's your score? Yeah, I, I liked I liked how progressive he was being back in two thousand and one. Uh, I've always liked Bex. He's yep. good. He's a good lad. And um, yeah, it's I, I enjoyed it. Pictures, yep. nice. Yeah, learned that Gary and Phil are always there right on time. That was <laughs> something I learned. Um, yeah, eight out of ten. Eight, good. Yeah, I, I was gonna say eight as well because I, you know, I found this a real. A real throwback, and I really, really enjoyed it because it was one of those books by you can't argue with Beckham, can you? He defined all our all our childhoods, and yeah, he's it's, a good it, lad. it gave me everything I wanted and a little bit more. So uh, eight, eight from me, Tash. Uh, I loved it um, mostly because it was one of the few football books that we've done that I actually wanted to read. Yeah, um, I didn't have to force myself, and then it was it was more than I expected. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I would also give it an eight. Actually, there we go. Look at that. Look at that, Steve. You want to change your mind? I feel bad. The you Manchester know? United <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah, give it I was. The worst. I was told to go first. I didn't know what your barometer was. I didn't know. I mean, obviously, Trust on the scale me, of we've books, we've read some shockers. So this is yeah, a... but like. I haven't. I've read actual books. And on the scale of actual books, this is not an eight. There's no way it's an eight. It's, I was being generous with a six, but you guys aren't judging it against Robbie Savage's book or something. So it's difficult. Um, can I upgrade mine a bit? Can I go to seven? 
No, I think it got 7.675 or something like that. On average. <laughs> Usually might use just quickly on the top of my head. I think that's right. So that's pretty good. That puts him in second place, I think. Second Jamie Vardy. Place, yeah. On the, on the, the leader. Whatever. Right? No, no, not ever. No, never. But it's just not far off second, is it? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's on there. So that's a, been done very good. So straight in above Robbie Earnshaw. There we go. So this week's quiz. <laughs> this week's quiz. You're all named after people. A teenage Beckham had a poster of on his wall. So Steve, uh, you're Brian Robson. Tash, you're Gordon Strachan. And James, you are Steve Bruce. You knew you were going to be Steve Bruce, didn't you? <laughs> you knew you were going to be Steve Bruce. Like anyway. Steve. If you think you know the answer, shout your name out. Whoever says it first gets to answer the question. Question number one. Where was David and Victoria Beckham's first date? Gordon Strachan. Gordon Strachan. Elsie's house. I don't think that is right. I think they're, they're, well, what's their first proper date? I don't think that is correct, Tash. I think. No, their, their first proper date. Brian Robson. Brian Robson. Yeah, Brian Robson's in. Brian Robson's in. Uh, he takes her out in London. He goes down to London oh. to take her out. That is true, but what do they go? What do they do on the date? What do they do on cinema. the date? Cinema. They go to the cinema in, yeah, uh, in London. That's, that's it. <laughs> and, uh, I'll give you a bonus point if anyone can name the film they go see. Uh, they go to watch. Oh, oh, um, oh, no, oh it's Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Show me the answer. One point, two, Steve. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I get two Very, points, two, surely. Sorry, two points. You do. So, oh, right. Play me. You replaced Jack quite well because Jack gets weirdly pedantic. Yeah. Like <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, question number two. Which Brazilian does Beckham swap shirts with at Le Tournois, who then apologised for remarks he apparently said about him? Brad Rosson. Yep. Uh, that is uh, Roberto Carlos. Very good. Very, you did pay attention to this book. Yep. Uh, at least he thinks he does. Uh, he doesn't understand what he says, so he assumes it's an apology <laughs> at that point. Um, name any of the films or shows David Beckham watches on his portable DVD player. Brad Robson. Gordon Strachan in first. I know his favourite actors, so I'm going to make an educated guess because his favourite actors are is, Hugh is Grant, that, well, Sandra Bullock. The next, question, the next question is I knew it was going to be. His favourite actors is But no, what did you say? Sandra Bullock, Hugh Grant and who? Can I have it? Ju- Hugh Grant, yeah. Julia Sandra Roberts. Bullock, Julia uh, Roberts. Julia Roberts. That was the <laughs> one you can that was the to... one that I knew was going to be in the quiz that there I was going to get right and it's gone. <laughs> chaos. I did as well. Chaos. Let's, let's, get, let's get back on track. <laughs> Tash has got a point. I'll give him Steve a point for shouting out Julia Roberts. All right, James, you get a point. Can I answer your actual question? I do answer the question. Yep, Brian Robson. Let's go back. Name any of the TV shows or films he likes. You're saying Friends. Brian Robson. Friends. And... Um, <laughs> yeah, Friends is correct. Anything else? Um, yeah, Gordon Yep. Surely Notting Hill is in there. It's not. It's not. It's oh. not. It's not. He does like films, though. Um, a big cinephile. Well, I say that. The next film he's got. If anyone can get it. No. Oh, it's a weird one. It's Jack Frost, the film where Michael Keaton <laughs> dies no and then comes back to life as a snowman. Weird. <laughs> also, on films, there's something I wanted to mention before. On page 44... There's a really weird moment where he's talking about his Christmas. I'm not sure if he's joking or being serious, but he says... Um, oh, and he watches that weird film. Yeah, he says, we'd all sit down and watch the Christmas movie, films like Someone's Nick the Dinosaur. <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke, but the film is actually called One of Our Dinosaurs is Missing. That's a real film. I've been watching that a lot as a kid, so I don't know if that's a joke or he's Someone's misremembered the name Nick of the film. The There's no film called Someone's Nick the Dinosaur, Beckham. Come on. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Uh, okay, we've done question five because you all rudely jumped in and answered it before. The next question, which... So be- Steve is way in front i don't think anyone can catch him which british sporting legend snubs a young beckham for an autograph oh, oh fuck i didn't know this as well. i think he won a sports person as the year the year my mum went into labor <laughs> um brian robson yeah is it nigel mansell no 
No, I don't think you're going to get it. I'll give you athletics. Yeah. Daley Thompson is the answer. Yes. Daley Thompson. It shaped his view of him, didn't Mm -hmm. it? And Mm -hmm. finally, who does David have a spontaneous night out at a gay bar in the south of France with? Oh. It's a. Gordon Strachan. Yep. Elton John. Not correct. Oh, it's, he's much more, it's much more naff. It's, it's much more naff. It's brilliant. It's the it's 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 somewhere I would love to have been. Love to be yeah, a fly on the wall. Um, she's. Oh, got, can you give us a clue? Yeah, she was on I'm a Celebrity before. She's a journalist. She pops up on a lot. Oh, of, like, Brian Robson, Janice yeah. Reporter. Janice Reporter is oh, correct. What the hell? In- that would have been hilarious. Oh ja- my god, James uh, Steve. Oh, incredible. Sorry, Brian Robson Smashed slash Steve Bajaya has destroyed it. Well done, Steve. Well done. Very good first showing and as a reward you get this week's ken zong so you all know ken uh steve i think you met ken in real life actually he's before. real yeah he's yeah. a real person so you can vote i don't it. believe he, he is a real exists person. i've never met him me and steve went to sweden and we printed off our tickets on his printer at his house remember <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> so he comes on and he gives us a little chant every single week another about another footballer that's long since retired this one to the tune of ed sheeran shape of you you like the sound of that steve i know you're a big ed sheeran fan as well I'm trying to figure out who mm. it is already from that oh. okay have a little think we're in love with the game with you. You're the gaffer who scores goals too. Is there anything you can't do? Oh, Gianluca Viali. <laughs> every night you put on the blue. And now the squad all looks up to you. Every game you put out something else brand new. Oh, Gianluca Viali. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Everybody? Gianluca oh, Gianluca Viali. <laughs> Very specific to the late noughties oh, Chelsea, wow. that one. Yeah, that is a that is Ken. That is Ken. Anyway, <laughs> that's all for this week's episode. But we'll be back in a fortnight. Uh, if you can't wait two weeks, make sure you join the Football Book Club club, where you receive twenty minutes more Football Book Club every other Monday, plus your very own Football Book Club book book bookmark. Head to patreon.com forward slash Football Book Club for that. We're going to read some more Becks right now, which will be coming out to the club on Monday. Steve, are you going to hang around for that? Yes. <laughs> Gun to like his head. David Beckham right about yeah, racism. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us, Steve. You had, you had a great Thank time. Thank you so much book. for having me. Yeah, I had a lovely time. Love to have you on. Please stay and replace Jack in the future. Uh, anything to plug? <laughs> anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I should say I'm going on a stand-up tour in uh, May, June, July. Come watch me or come oh. find me on my socials. Steve Buggerja. B-U-G-E-J-A. Bugger, Oh, nice pronunciation. Together again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vision back. We did it. That's great. It's, it's all up down the country. Yes, all the big cities. All the big all cities. Chelmsford. Also, go and watch go and watch buffering on ITV Hub. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's enough plugs now. There we go. Two good plugs. <laughs> Two that's more than we gave Gillian Balagay. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> make sure you get in touch with us on Twitter, our footy book club, Instagram, our football book club, or on Facebook. Facebook? I can't Facebook. speak today. Or on, Facebook. on Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook. Send us your thoughts, author, footballer, puns, chant ideas, or if you've got anything else for us, any last words, everybody? Uh, Spice up your life. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Berg, Natasha Frisco, James Balgen, and Steve Bajaya. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to David Beckham for writing the book, but where are they all now? Well, David Beckham retired in 2013, but has since bought a football team, got loads more tattoos, and celebrated 22 years of marriage to Victoria. 
He remembers because he was eating a bounty bar. Brooklyn Beckham went on to become one of the world's most celebrated photographers, winning praise in particular for his photo, Out of Focus Elephant. Mel B broke up with her husband, Jimmy, in 2000, unrelated to the sarong as far as we know. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer went on to found Tesla and invent Bitcoin. And One of Our Dinosaurs is Missing is a real film with a disappointing 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. The theme music, Hills Behind, is the work of Silent Partner and is used in a Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll be back soon with more autobiography action. Until then, see ya. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.